0: Hello, everyone, and welcome down to episode number 48 of the Down South photo show with me, Brendan Waits, and that guy over on the other screen, it's Cam Blake in Tasmania, Australia. Hello, Cameron.
1: G'day, mate. Where are you from? Uh, Did you say I'm Ocean good. Grove? I'm, I'm Brendan down in Ocean
0: Grove, down oh, south right. here in Ocean Grove, we're right, on the yeah, south of I'm... the big island, and you're on the south of the little island.
1: That's right. And uh, we're feeling a bit monochrome tonight, aren't we? We are monochromatic. Monochromatic. I've even gone to grey down south hoodie, which are on sale for $55 each.
0: Nice. Um, Nice. I wear mine with
1: pride. I do too. Although the other day I was wearing mine out and Lisa said to me, she goes, don't you feel like a bit of an idiot wearing them out in public? I'm like, well, I'm hoping people don't put one one and one together and realise that my head's the one on the back. But That's right, yeah. um, That's just clothing. doesn't matter. I I wear them because they're a quality garment. They are. And um, well, this they're, they're amazingly well priced, aren't they? $55 oh, plus delivery anywhere in Australia or anywhere in the, in the world actually. Anywhere on the planet if you want one. Yeah, Any, anywhere in anywhere. the universe. Yeah, we yeah. can send one to the moon if you want. If you're watching
0: from Alpha Centauri, we'll send it there. Um Where? thanks to everyone for subscribing. We are uh, we've hit a milestone of 317 subs. Don't know why cool. that's a milestone, but Three hundred and seventeen. We haven't been there before, I guess. So there's that. That's about
1: how many. That's about how many days it rains on the west coast of Tasmania a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gee, though, yeah,
0: let's talk about this weather because uh, yes. we've got weather warnings going off left, right, and centre here in Victoria for the next few days of damaging winds and all kinds of yeah. catastrophes. Happening. I
1: um I tuned in the Facebook just sometime today, and they were doing an emergency broadcasty thing like they used to do with the um the COVID. Mm. They had like a bloody. Um press conference and they're saying that these winds are going to be bad, there's gonna be lots of rain, bit of flood. So I think it's um yeah.
0: central Victoria is the main is in the main firing line.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, so, so north of Melbourne um, and, and definitely north of us. But um we generally get an ed like a bit of it and I'd say the thunderstorm thing, which will be yeah. weird having a winter thunderstorm, but there you go.
1: Yeah. Oh look, there's the guys with the motorbikes going up the road again. Being, oh, nice. They don't care about the, they don't care about the weather. Yeah. They just go yeah. the little motor they got the little uh, push bikes with their lawnmower motors on them going up and down the streets in pitch black with no helmet or light. It's awesome. And nor do they care that we're recording the down south photo show. No, it sounds like <laughs> someone's chopping a tree down outside. But anyway, <laughs> we move on. Um right yeah, on. the weather and I, I got some friends in Perth who have been sending me even where I was last week or the week before, um at Canal Rocks, uh, the waves are almost crashing over that beautiful little uh, walkway that I had on my background yeah. last week. Yeah. So Um, It's getting pretty wild. They've had wind gusts up to 137 Ks at Cape Lewin, Lewin or Lewin down the bottom. Cape Cape Lewin. Lewin, I think it is. Mm. I'm not really good at pronouncing things, am I? Um,
0: Sometimes you battle, but, you
1: know. Indigenous or European, I'm in trouble.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, some of them ain't easy. (laughs) No, that's true. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, um, I don't know what we've got. um, I'm, I'm about to take off. Well, when this comes out on Friday, I'll be up at Cradle Mountain running a winter workshop. But fingers crossed we don't get too much rain. Um, there is still mm-hmm. plenty of snow around on the mountains, but um, I'm hoping we just don't get four or five days of rain because um, that's going to make it a soggy workshop. We'll still get out and do stuff.
0: Oh, uh, that's but,
1: landscape photography for you. Well, that's the thing. The waterfalls will be flowing, the forests will be all nice and warm, and, but hopefully, fingers crossed, we both don't get too much bad weather.
0: Now, well, we'll see how we go. Um, I'll be mm. so busy with the with the shop because the new shop has proven to, as we thought it might, proven to be a winner. Mm. We've got a lot more business coming through the new location, which is cool. So I don't think I'll get much of a chance to get out and take photos, anyways. But that's fine. That's
1: what we nice. But I've that's a- that, that's that's good news. That everything's going well.
0: Yes, so far so good. Touch wood. But, no.
1: um, yeah, we're getting it.
0: Uh, now, a quick mention. Uh, last week, we talked mm-hmm. about DigiDirect um, giving us, the very nice people at DigiDirect, giving us a $150 gift voucher to give away. Uh, and we're just going to remind you, good folk, on what we want or how we're going to do this. And Cam and I are going to hopefully get a look at your landscape photos. We want you to send us your best landscape photo. We are limiting it to one entry per person through the month of August. Uh, We're now in August, which blows my mind that we are now in August, but we are. Um, And we need you to send it to us via Messenger. So uh, either Facebook Messenger or Instagram as a direct message. Uh, As Cam mentioned last week, if you just put it under one of these videos or send it to us any other way, generally we don't see it. It gets lost in the social media ether. But if you do it as a direct message, we're more than likely going to see it. So we want to see your best landscape photo.
1: So in a nutshell, we want to see their landscape porn. Yes, we Beautiful. want to see.
0: We want to see when you've had a photogasm, taking photos photo out a, ph- a photogasm. <laughs> that had that's your, brilliant. Yes. That is, is the new one. That, did you just make that up? No, that is photo tripper oh. all over.
1: Oh, that's, is it a photogasm? Amazing. Amazing. I actually really, watched his episode the other day, uh, yesterday with him, yeah, um, down at the sea stacks. Yeah, we have got yes. to get that guy on the show. I reckon we've got to yeah. reach out because I reckon he, he, I reckon. I reckon he's sort of up our alley with humour, or we're down his alley with humour, but. Maybe, Maybe I'll send an email and see if it But um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, don't forget. Yeah, just message it through Facebook people, or Instagram. Can, people
0: are falling over themselves to get on this show, so we'll have no problems getting yeah. Photo Tripper on here. We, we won't, won't have. A, um,
1: yeah, we are. We even had a, a mention the other day of this podcast on an internationally broadcast web session. It was incredible. Yes, we did. And um, what well, you do tell? Well, before we go there, let's let's do our backgrounds. Oh, that's sure. Just, Sorry. Let's well, do we're that actually so going to stick to the script. Okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> why not i'm starting my
0: background I'm to, there you go my gra- mm. my grap bound thank you very much my background <laughs> is taken in malacoota for those of you who don't know Malakuta is victoria's easternmost town um absolutely sensational spot for landscape photography because you get about a trillion of these jetties uh yeah. all up and down the water's edge uh and they face in all different directions because they're because they go straight out from Whatever direction the um, the coastline happens to be facing, so you can get shots directly towards sunset, directly towards sunrise, yeah, uh, perpendicular to sunrise, perpendicular to sunset. Uh, awesome, awesome place. Uh, and the reason I chose that is because it's got a fair bit to do with our topic tonight, our main topic of conversation, which we will tell you about mm. shortly. Uh, but yeah, malacuda guys, um, do yourselves a favor. You,
1: you know what you should do? You should do a book on piers, okay, or jetties. Yeah. Okay. Get it done and out by Christmas. All right. Yeah. The jetties of Victoria. Yeah, there'd be, there'd be some amazing jetties around and uh, perhaps probably, some great photos. and. I, I actually love it. I love a good jetty
0: mm. um, for many reasons, which we'll get into as we talk yes. about our main topic. Where so, sure. uh, Now, I asked you when your background came up off air, I asked if they were birds in the sky. Can you fill everyone in on that?
1: Uh, they're not birds in the sky. They are just giant clumps of snow. Um, this is, uh, this was earlier in the year. It was actually one of the Olympus days. I did at cradle mountain, I think earlier in the year or late last year. Mm -hmm. And we were standing down by the classic cradle mountain boathouse. God, it's over that side. Um, and cradle mountain there that way. And, um, it just started trucking down. So that was really cool. Customers always love it when it's bucketing down snow at cradle mountain, um, Hypothermia seems to be a, a second thought when you're sort of standing there and enjoying <laughs> it all. So, so wow, look um, at that eye. Oh, so, that's right, I'm freezing. Oh death. well, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit <laughs> weird now. Um, so yeah, that that was a few years ago, but it's just that classic Cradle Mountain. Um, I, I did it in black and white. Uh, I think black and white and snow shots work really well. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just a big snowy winter day at uh, Cradle Mountain last year, I believe it was. So that's where I was
0: love it yeah um
1: so and and um i'll be there in april yes you are locked in and ready to go
0: where are we at nine months something like that Mm,
1: yeah i think last time we said it was like 300 days but it'll be here before you know i've got people from our group that's going on the overland track already asking me about gear what to bring what camera gear um people like to get organized early so yeah um we will we will continue to do you know what we should do? We should do actually a recording on the track. You already so thought I, that, didn't you? I did think that would be a
0: great idea. So as okay. as
1: we're walking as we're walking along, we'll just record our conversation. Yeah. yeah. But you need to call. but, yeah, but you, we need to be on Zoom though. <laughs> well we, we can we can record it out there and then just bring it back with us. Probably. I'm sure we can work something out. So stay tuned, yeah. folks, for a way off in the future. We're pretty confident the show is either. going to last until April next year. I like it. Well, that's, that's something else I was going to say as are oh, crapping faith. on. It, yes. As, as we're crapping on, episode 48, we're almost at episode 50. This which is Which is an amazing achievement. Yeah. Like, you know, that's an incredible achievement if we get there. It's only two weeks away. So, um, Yes. I'm
0: pretty, so, yeah. pretty confident we'll get there. So good. Um, Now, yeah. Uh, yeah so tell us, tell everyone about um your chat <laughs> you had with OM Systems, the artist formerly known as Olympus
1: yes i did have a chat with om systems the artist formerly known as um so last friday morning um, i was invited to come on to one of their american shows or international shows where they talk to a couple of photographers in a, a sort of get to know you how to tips type of uh, episode so myself uh and another gentleman connor who's a photographer i think he's out of washington washington state uh in america we both got on there and had about half hour to talk about our work and the gear we use and um, all that kind of stuff. So it was a really good chance to get on there and, and showcase some of my work to the greater OM System family, which is great. Uh, Michelle, which is the, the, the coast, uh, she was lovely, really good chat. Had a nice chat about Tasmania and Australia. Um, plugged the hell out of Tasmania, apparently. Got a lot of messages afterwards saying you should be getting paid by Tourism Tassie. Um, so, yeah, and then at this very start of my talk, there was some guy from Ocean Grove that jumped on and Said, why don't you give the podcast a plug? You know that you run, and I can't think of too many people I know from Ocean Grove. But it was quite funny though, because she said, "Oh, someone from Ocean Grove." I went straight away. I'm like, "Oh, here we go," because I had all I had all the comments turned off on the side. I didn't want to, I didn't want us to get distracted. Yeah, and I'm like oh, here we go. What what is he going to ask? But yeah, we got a we got a bit of an international plug. We picked up a couple of listeners, I think, from the states. Yeah, well, hello
0: to you guys who saw Cam on the OM um, OM Systems chat the other day. Uh, and yeah. I thought it was really good. I, I actually loved the way they presented it. It was very professional. Uh, it yes, looks so absolutely. good on screen with your photos yeah. coming up with captions and stuff. And 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 the way the questions from, from listeners were coming up on screen as well. Yeah. Um, we could probably raise our game as well. But <laughs>
1: as, Yeah, on as, our live shows. Yeah, we think, do live think, shows. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, definitely picked up a few tips for our live shows as to okay. but somehow like even when people ask questions michela was actually able to like put them on the bottom of the of the screen so the question came up very um, very professional Methinks me um, thinks
0: michela might have had some help i don't know I'm no sure. no
1: she doesn't she sits there in a little room in her house in california and produces it and does it all by herself oh, that is fantastic Hats yeah off to in, you. incredible she was mentioning that the guys in the UK who do OM systems, they have like a big production team and all this, and <laughs> she's she's stuck in a little house, um, usually with her husband on message ready to bring her in a beer afterwards or turn the heater <laughs> up or turn the turn the fan on or something like that. So, But it was a great chat. We had a really good bit of laugh about Australia and the animals and what animals can kill you in Australia, which is pretty easy, most of them. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was a good chat. Uh, it was really good to get my work out
0: there. And, can yeah. our, our um, subscribers see that chat?
1: They can, yeah. We'll put great. a link in the description below. Um, it's on under OM Systems on their YouTube channel, um, but we'll put a link below. Uh, it goes for about it's about an hour and a bit. Myself, uh, Connor, Connor, then myself. Um, Connor's got some beautiful work from up in the northwest of America. Uh, definitely worth checking out. But yeah, if you want to have a listen and have a bit of a giggle along, and you can see where Brendan butts in and talks about Ocean Grove and the and the show, it's great. Couldn't help myself. Um, no, yeah, no, it wasn't very well good. I highly recommend you check it out uh so
0: let's um let's delve shall we into our main topic of conversation for tonight um let's. it's it, it is it's one of my favorite things to talk about um, when it comes to landscape photography in particular and that's, that is oh, composition. So that's
1: right that's right folks we're talking about
0: football that's right uh, <laughs> no we're no, talking we're about
1: ta- sorry i cut you off there that's
0: fine we're talking about composition and yeah. um such a broad topic, but we are going to just go through a few things about composition. Um, yeah. As a lead-in, so I I got my uh, workshops back up and running uh, this week. In fact, last night at my shop in, awesome. here in Ocean Grove, uh, I had six people come in and do the entry-level SLR workshop, and we talk. the workshop goes for two hours, and in those two hours, we talked about composition exactly zero times because oh. because, in my opinion, I don't think you want to start looking at composition until you know those basics. So until you know what shutter speed does, what aperture does, what ISO, all that sort of stuff um, yeah. before you start looking at composition, I think, because yeah. it's 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 really easy to get carried away and get your camera and just go and start taking photos. But composition is absolutely crucial, but without having a bit of a platform, a bit of a foundation to build from, um, there's no point learning composition until you've learned that other stuff. So that's why I like doing the entry-level workshop for my guys first, which is basically two hours of theory of me banging on. But uh, we generally come, get to the end of that, and then we do the intermediate workshop where we start talking yep. about comp- – that's when we move into composition.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, that's interesting Um. because I, I think – and the reason why I think this topic is really interesting and important is – um, almost guaranteed anything that I run, you know, workshops or trips out is, you know, people will in their brain or they'll have an idea about aperture. Yep, I get what that means. It's a little hole in the lens. And yep, shutter speed means it stops or blows out things. But the, if I had a dollar for every time someone said, I just don't get aperture. Uh, sorry, I just don't get composition. Sorry. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that I, I actually think people maybe overthink it a bit. That they they get so bogged down in what composition they should be using and what it should look like and all these rules that we'll probably touch on in this in this topic. Um, but I think you're right as well, Brendan. That you know fundamentally the basics of what your camera does is probably more important to learn to start with. Hence the reason your beginner workshop is about that, yep. Then trying to muddy the water with oh by the way you've also got to frame your shot up a bit differently or you got to think of all these different elements that have got to come into your shot. Um, to make it look good so yeah it's important um I think most of the people I get on my workshops have sort of probably in the intermediate to higher level um level of photography skills so I think they've sort of um got their head around the settings it's just now that that artistic flair to it how they make their composition look a bit uh a bit more interesting
0: yeah absolutely um and you know compositions I think you you just touched on it there I think Composition for a lot of people, for some people, and I think probably the better photographers out there, it probably does come naturally, um, yeah. and that generally shows in a lot of work. And yeah. you know, when you when you look through someone's Instagram feed or their um or their their website, for example, um, you can generally see that they've got a flair for composition. And when you look through it, it's it's solid yeah. all the way yeah, through. There's right. not a lot yeah. of there's not a lot of misses that's all hits yeah. um, with yeah. with composition. And generally speaking, that the compos- good composition does follow certain rules. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why it works. Uh, there's a reason why when the human eye looks at something, it works. And yeah. what I find, particularly with the entry-level workshop I do, is by the end of it, I've got these guys who are starting to turn into photographers. They're actually yeah. looking at photos and they're going, okay, that looks good why does it look good yeah and yeah. um and, and you know we always bang on about rules are meant to be broken and blah 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 but when it comes to composition i think the rules yes they can be broken sometimes but generally yeah. speaking if you if you hit the mark with with at least some of the rules of yeah. of, co- of good composition you're going to get a good result
1: yeah i think i think you're right um it's, it's one of those things as well where um i think you're right sometimes it comes naturally to people sometimes people work over like I look at some of my earlier work and compare it to today and I'm like okay I I sort of had a basic idea of composition and I was nailing some of them but I wasn't sort of consistently getting them right so I've really worked on my craft to you know research other photographers or look at you know things like Peter Donbroskas and you know Ansel Adams and all those legends of the game who just had that composition in most in most if not all their shots so um so yeah, you could I think argue, it's a, it's
0: a... you could argue, particularly with someone like Ansel, um, you could th- there's a there's a a platform for the argument that composition does come naturally because mm. who taught him, right? He was one well, of the that, pioneers true. of landscape photography. So yeah, um, well particularly,
1: but the comp- the, the composition comes from paintings as well. Yeah, so right. you know people yeah. are painting how they you know a lot of the compositional rules that come into photography are. Sort of, you know, in, you know, engage from the art world of painting and yeah, and sketching and stuff like that. So, but you're right in regards to photography. Um, you've got a little bit of a different medium to work with, um, but yeah, it can be a bit, it can be tricky, and uh, people do get lost in it. Um, and I, I think it's a little bit like, um, like we touched on last week, which, mind you, got a lot of great comments about what we're talking about with real photography versus
0: yeah. digital art that I, yeah. that I
1: was going on about. You know, that one, definitely one of touched our most the most viewed
0: episodes, just by the way.
1: Yeah, and viewed within the first couple of days, people were right onto yeah, that, which was so great. Like, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, and the comments that people made were really interesting and really, really, really thoughtful, and and you know made me think a bit differently about what I was saying and looking at it from a different aspect. So that was awesome. But I think composition also falls into one of those categories that we get a lot of people looking at you know people like us on youtube talking and saying hey you should do this and this and that and you know this is the best way to do this and this and that and they come away with a thousand different ways of trying to compose their images like they come away with you know you won't get a landscape shot unless you focus stack or you've got to blend or you've got to drop skies in or whatever it might be um i think comp- composition also falls in that a bit where people just get sucked into that vortex of okay what the hell have i got to do with my composition so yeah um, I think what we wanted to try to do tonight, or I thought, you know, give some tips out there or talk about some of the rules that are there and, and how they apply it, which is gonna be a challenge because this is a nat- naturally a non-visual platform yeah, exactly. that we go back we, to. We,
0: you know, people are listening in their cars and we're on their yeah. headphones and stuff like that. Obviously, it's it's impossible to, to convey it without wanting to show you some photos. However, yeah. one one piece of advice I like to give when it comes to composition is particularly landscape, and of course. As landscape photographers, we'll quite often find ourselves in a beautiful environment, um, and you know there might be a, a ripping sunrise or a great sunset happening. There is a very easy tendency to panic, um, yeah. and it's like, right, how am I going to get this? What's the best way I can get this photo? And yeah. you, gen- and I find if I go with that mindset, it generally trips me up, and I get yeah. a bit anxious. I get anxious. Yeah. So what yeah. I can say from tip number one when it comes to composition is just relax.
1: Like yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> just chill
1: to Ta- get to it. Like, a, a chill know. pill.
0: Yeah, but yeah. give yourself plenty of time. So, and we've talked yeah. about this heaps of times. I mean, when I say plenty of time, I'm talking about if you can, and you, and, you, and you've got a, a good area in mind. You might be traveling. You might be in your own backyard. You might be somewhere yeah. where you've always wanted to shoot the sunset, for example, and the conditions are looking good. Get yourself there a couple of hours, three hours yeah. beforehand, yeah. if you can. Yeah. It's that old thing. You'd much rather be killing time than be under the pump.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think so that'll uh, again, help with
0: again, you to, that'll help you to relax.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent, like 110% agree with that, because I think one of the best ways that you can improve your landscape photography is exactly what you just said. Then give yourself time. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you think about, if you pull apart what you're trying to do, you're trying to capture a moment of half a second, one second of time of a fleeting bit of light that I might only hang around for a couple of minutes. You cannot possibly expect to get to a location at three minutes to the sunset and then want to leave at three minutes after the sunset and get that one moment. You can't do it because the light changes within an hour before sunset, you know, up to 45 minutes after sunset. So you've really got to, like you said, you've got to get there on time and get there and prepare yourself. And then, like you said, with with the, the little rules that, that we've got in regards to composition, you can spend that bit of time looking for that composition you know speaking of when we spoke to ben horn he, talk, he spoke about the little frame thing that he carries around <clears throat> the little frame of thing that he can go and put up against the scene and go yeah that'll work or that'll not work so he, he uses a little tool to help him with his composition so yeah 100 percent. get there and get yourself prepared um so yeah rule number one number one really should be don't rush your composition yeah, yeah.
0: These rules are in no real order, but I guess the important ones generally come first. But that that would yeah. be that would be for me. The one thing yeah. I find myself doing a lot when it comes to composition is, and it's probably why I like to take photos on my own. And particularly if I happen to get to a place and I'm the only photographer there, that's that's a real yeah. bonus. Uh, is I that camera is glued to my face for a lot of the time. I'm constantly yeah. <clears throat> now, like you mentioned with Ben, he he has his little frame that he carries around. That's fine whatever works, I just love having a camera up to my eye because yeah. that's what's doing the storytelling here and that's framing the image. So yeah. what that does, and and please, people, use your viewfinder. That's what it's there yeah. for. I know you've got an LCD screen now and sometimes you have to use a screen. The camera might be too high or too low and it's hard to get in your position. But if it's if you're shooting roughly from eye level or you're even crouching down or anything like that, put your camera up to your eye. Because what it does is it blocks the peripheral, so you you can lit you can, pardon the pun, focus on exactly what you need to focus on, and that's what's going on in that viewfinder. So exactly, I I think think that'd be my next main tip is to is is constantly putting the camera up to your eye and seeing what the camera is seeing. Yeah, uh, Yeah. because that's your storytelling tool.
1: Yeah, I think um, yeah exactly, and. You, you do see it that a lot of people are walking around just looking at the back of their screen and not really looking at what they want to look at and trying to get a composition with through a screen is not the same as getting a composition through your viewfinder because your viewfinder is looking where your eye is looking, you know, your, your screen is generally set and you might be turning it on a tripod or whatever. It's just not the same. So yeah, that's um, nice. one, one of one of the big things I, I try and teach is in regards to the way I compose my shots is for example, you know, cradle mountain behind us here, you know, most of the time where you are, it's a fairly popular place or a fairly iconic location or whatever it might be. I try really, really hard not to look at the item that you're there to shoot at. So I try not, to, I try and block out Cradle Mountain behind me and say, "All right, that I know that's going to be in my photo somewhere." And then what I do is I focus around more the the front half of the shot. Okay, where can I find a nice leading line or a pattern or you know whatever it might be, a rock in the foreground or some you know something really interesting. You know, it might even be just a simple, you know, a bit of water running down through something or whatever it might be. I think what a lot of people can get sucked into is when they go to these amazing places that we have around Australia or the world is they get there and they go, oh, wow, look at that scene. That's crazy. All right, got to take shots. Snap, 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 snap. And by the time they figure out what they've been doing, they've just come away with the classic postcard shot that's fairly basic, fairly straight on, no real sort of compositional interest in it at all. And by the time they realize that, They've lost the moment a bit. So my advice to a lot of people I teach is that, okay, look, we're here at Cradle Mountain or wherever we might be. Yes, we're going to try and incorporate that feature in our shot, but let's not worry about it at the moment. Let's focus on something interesting in the foreground. Let's get the composition starting there and then work our way through to the background. So, and I find that is hard for people to turn off sometimes um, but by the end of the the the, the few days that they have spent with me, you walk walk around. People are looking around at the ground. They get to a location. They're not looking up. They're looking more down and in front of them, which I think is important.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that yeah, what what you're getting at there is yeah, you know, exactly what you said. They'll come away with a nice shot of the subject, but yeah. it's the same shot that you know. Any Anyone yeah. who just rocked up and wanted a holiday snap on their iPhone could have taken that's so, right, yeah, that's yeah, right, so, and, that, and that's where, um, being able to get to places early and, and spend a bit of time to chase these compositions, yeah. But, but generally, I mean, it's hard to because every location is different, but generally speaking, with these rules, foreground subject, I think, is, is crucial. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if we're looking at this photo behind me, for example, um, you know, so you can see. I, and again, this is why I'm a sucker for a jetty, is because yeah. you can, you, this jetty goes right out into the actual photo itself. So it, it, yep. it generates a foreground subject with the big pylon that's closest to us, but it yep. also um, gives us middle ground. We've got a few little posts and stuff out to the left as well but the 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 big one here of course and this is why we love jetties is leading lines and um, yeah
1: that's right and the vanishing point and
0: exactly so the leading lines here point to a distant horizon which has got absolutely nothing on it there's no features at all on that horizon that's why i decided to break that horizon right through the middle in this case with that awesome jetty that happened to double itself with that brilliant reflection as well which gave me just so much foreground interest as well
1: well Well, that's so true with that shot you've got there. Like if you look at that shot and, you know, you start dissecting that shot. So, you know, I I look at that and, you know, like exactly like you said, the horizon is such a small, tiny part of that whole shot. I, I love those little water droplets that are in the water there that are making ripples. I love them. I love the play of the black and the white in the jetty and the shadows. I think it works really well. And like you said, you've got the vanishing line, you've got that, you know, you put the horizon through the middle on purpose. So you've, you've actually thrown out one of the rules, so to speak with the rule of thirds uh, where, you know, they say never put your horizon in the middle. I actually encourage people to put their horizon in the middle. If you've got reflections like this with leading lines that get in there, because you could turn that image upside down and it looks exactly the same. Um, and it'd Very have much. a really, really cool effect. So um, I, th- I think, Yeah, I I really love, and the fact that you've gone black and white, you know, that also adds to it. But yeah, a lot of people.
0: There's a reason why I went black and white in this photo, and that's because it was such a grey day. So I went the other way, and I enhanced the greyness. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Embraced it. There was, yeah, it was it was overcast and crummy. But the the weird thing about this day was there was I remember it quite well. There was um, this really moody cloud, not a breath of wind. Yeah, and that's why I got this. Re- and this was this was not shot like first light or anything. This was actually shot probably closer towards the middle of the day. But it was um, yeah, yeah. it was so overcast, and then uh, just p- completely smooth water, which is just yeah. yeah. It was it's a photographer's paradise down there. So
1: yeah. So if we look like there's a there's a handful of rules that I looked up today just to sort of give us an idea. So yeah, things like leading lines, the rule of thirds. Use, use of negative space, which is a really big one that I think people miss out on. Yep. Uh, the horizon line, where your horizon line is. Uh, symmetry and patterns. And I also put in there the use of colours in your shots to help make your composition stronger. So if you, if you look through Brendan's shot there or my shot, there's at least a couple of those elements working with the composition. You don't have to use all of them, but I, I find those rules are a really good one as a bit of a guide. So, yep. you know, if we if we go back to your shot, Brendan, yeah, you know, you've got the leading line of the of the of the jetty, which is awesome, you know, you're using that rule of thirds because you've got, you know, the main subject of that is the detail and, and the jetty posts on the right. You're putting that in the shot on the third, which is lovely. Negative space, you could say that that, that horizon and that reflection is actually creating some negative space as well. Uh, horizon line, we've just discussed that where you've just split it in the middle, which is cool patterns and symmetry where well, you've got definitely got symmetry there with all the posts reflecting and all the lines like lining up looks really nice. Obviously no use of color because it's black and white, but if you've ticked at least, you know, out of all those rules, you've ticked at least 80% of those rules. Yeah. And, he, and here's doing. the
0: thing. And here's the thing, those rules that you're, that we're going through. Um, I didn't, when I, when I went to take that photo, I didn't think of those. No. And, and I think that's where, where when we talk about this a lot and that is, you know, practicing your craft all the time, getting out there to these places and taking these photos, it really does become second nature. And then you you get a good photo and sure, you can reference it back to those rules that you just mentioned. And and hey, Presto, you like in the case of my photo behind me, without even thinking about it, I've ticked, what, six of those seven rules that you just rattled off.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And what do you know? Well, if I do say so myself, I think it's a cool photo. Like I really like this shot.
1: Um,
0: You know, it works. So yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's sort of it's sort of putting in some respects the cart before the horse. If you look at the rules and go, right now I've got to go out and get I've got to do all that. Yeah. It's not like that. And I think that's why I go right back to that number one thing is, and that is getting yeah. to a location and relaxing and getting yeah. into the groove of it. And and yeah. Yeah. And and that only comes, unfortunately, folks, there's no Re-practice. you don't just get handed this stuff. You've got to you've got to practice.
1: And I think um what a lot of people um, um do get lost a bit with those rules. And again, this is coming back to like, there's so much reference and, and information online that people go, geez, i got to do that. But I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have the, the rules in your, in your, in your mindset, or even if you write them down a little notepad in your book. And I, I know I used to do it when I was a bit younger is that I I go back to a photo and I'd actually look at these sort of basic rules and okay, you rule a third. Yeah. I tick that. I, you know, I did, I split it up nicely. It's nice and balanced. Um, okay, have have I got something like a leading line or whatever? that? And the leading line doesn't necessarily have to be straight. I think people also think that a leading line just has to be like this diagonal line or a leading line can be a river running through a scene. It can be, you know, it can be footsteps on a beach or it can be um, a tree root growing out of the ground. It can be all these different things. As long as it's leading your viewer into your shot to get, you know, you don't want people just coming up to the shot and looking at, like this shot behind me is not a very well-composed shot, because all it does is just put attention on Cradle Mountain and the boathouse. There's all this other junk over here that's doing absolutely nothing. We've got a tree up the top that's, you know, annoying us or annoying me. Um, But really this is just more of a a bit of a happy snap at the moment with the big snowflakes that I thought I'd put up. But I think it's not a bad idea that if people go back from a shoot or a trip they've been on and just go through and see, okay, have I ticked a few of these boxes with the composition and then learn from that? And then you know reassess each time you come back in and say right oh, yeah you know what I actually did pretty well then because yeah, I think right. if you if you do that and then review um, I think you'll actually improve as well. But one other thing I think that is also sometimes notoriously bad for people's confidence with compositions is camera club photo competitions. Oh man! Because <laughs> the amount of times the amount of times people get their feedback oh yeah it's not a very strong composition but they don't tell them why they just say it's not a strong composition. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost on it. So um, I'd I'd encourage, I know you're sort of saying a little bit different, but I'd I'd encourage people to sort of review some of their shots when they come back and, and just tick a few boxes and say, right, you know what? I got two out of six. That's cool. I'll learn from that. Um, They're
0: they're a good, they're a good reference point to try and correct yourself and look at, okay, this photo doesn't work. So it's easy to load up all your favorites it's yeah. really actually quite hard to load up your mistakes and yeah, that's right. learn yeah. from those and because you, know, yeah. you, you all know you either win or you learn. And when you're yeah. looking back through your photos and you go, wow, yeah, that actually is a one out of seven
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, in, yeah. in this case. Yeah. But
0: why? Okay, this fell yes. down, the negative space that I was going for didn't quite work, this didn't quite yeah. line up, blah, blah, blah.
1: And and you'll find as well, once you practice it, and again, you're right what you're saying, you know, you've got to keep practicing. You can't pick your camera up once every six months and just go out there and say, why can't I get composition right? Yeah. You've got to practice and you've got to get your brain trained to look for it. Um, but I think, yeah, you're right in regards to, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say about the um, composition. I can't remember now. you lost okay. me. That's fine. Anyway, I was going to say something else though. Um, another big thing that helped me improve my composition because predominantly we shoot wide angle lenses for our landscape most of the time, you know, probably 60, 70% of the time it's for the wide angle. The biggest thing I learned to help with my composition was simply just to tilt the camera forward more. So, so many people set their tripod up with their cameras dead level um, with the wide angle lens. So, think about your field of view that you're going to get with that. You're going to get lots of sky and lots of foreground. So sometimes you want to get less or more. So sometimes pointing your camera down more like a 45 degree angle into your foreground, you're still going to get the sky in the background, but you're going to really bring that foreground up or vice versa. You might have a you know a really amazing sky, for example, with the shot behind you, you can tilt that up, get less reflection, but get the clouds and the sky and, and work it that way. So that was one big thing I think helped me change my look at composition was don't just shoot straight out, like shoot down or shoot up or, you know, yeah. lower lower your tripod, higher your tripod. You know, don't just take the shot from your eye level.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. Um, and, and I see that a lot when I run my landscapes and seascapes workshop. When we go out, we go to the beach, and um, yeah, and the first thing you see is people just standing there with the camera. Okay, guys, let's get dirty. All right, I want yeah. you all to lay down on the sand, and we're going to do it. Yeah. And we do. We all lay, and and it's incredible that when when you've got a camera up to your eye and you lay down on the sand, yes, what or lay down on rocks or you're on the snow or whatever yeah um yeah. the people are just like ah okay right well i've just dramatically changed my perspective yeah yeah but you haven't changed your perspective you're you've changed your viewers perspective yes and and they're always the photos that people stop on it's when yeah. when people are looking through photo oh well, that looks different. oh okay look they're right at ground level
1: yeah. Uh, or as you yeah. say,
0: they might you know hire up with a with a tripod. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about drones, but you know even drone shots. Yeah, yeah. The reason yeah. why they're so attractive is because they're not run of the mill taken from five foot off the ground.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, I just wanted to rewind a little bit. Leading lines. Um, the phrase leading lines doesn't necessarily mean they have to lead to a subject. Yeah, it's what Cam said, and that is lead your viewers' eye through the shot so get get people not just looking at a photo and flicking part they actually stop and look and it it interacts with the with your viewers eyes they're literally tracing the line of road you put up a photo today on instagram that i absolutely loved. it was one of your mountain shots with the snow and it had a road up the right hand side oh yes Um, yeah
1: yeah Yeah. if you remember but
0: oh man um that was that was that's a winner. I'm going to put it on the screen now so that people can see it. So mm. if you don't mm. mind, been promoted. No, 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 it's no fine. I just I I, I it. So I, I see a lot of your photos, Cam. I mean, clearly we're yeah. mates. We follow each other. We see what each other puts up. Yeah. Every now and then, and all your photos are great, but every now and then there'll be one that just goes, "Hey, we he's got one here. Yeah, that today was, I stopped, I looked at that photo for quite some time. I really admired it. I thought it was an absolute... It's,
1: it's it's funny, that photo. And that photo was taken a few years ago. Um, and it always, 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 always does very, very well with compliments yeah. and, and people saying it's great. Yep. Um. The funny thing was that it, it, I've done that in black and white and I've also done it in colour and it works both ways. But the one thing that I thought was really interesting about that shot and when we're talking about composition and just going into autopilot that was about minus seven degrees I had a police patrol car coming up that road behind me because he roadblocked the road and Uh, I had to get up I had to get up the top of the mountains and over before him because he was closing the road behind him at different checkpoints yeah so I was in my old Land Rover Defender the best car I've ever had I loved it and I was driving along and I'm like okay this is like The light was going. There was all these snow coming across the roads and stuff. And I'm thinking, this is incredible, but I can't stop. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, I actually went It was so frustrating. And anyway, I thought, I reckon I've got a couple of minutes behind him because he was still talking to people at the last roadblock. And I came over this hill. And as I came over the hill, the wind was blowing across the road, blowing the snow. I jammed on the brakes. I got out of my car. I didn't get on the road. I actually stood on the side bar of my car with my camera over the door. I yep. took a couple of snaps, snap snap, yep. snap, 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 did a bit of this, did a bit of that. And I just lined it up, had the road going where I wanted to. Really quite a quick snap. I got back in the car. He came around the corner <laughs> and I, dro- and, I dro- and I drove off. And I didn't even have to look at my camera to know yeah. that I'd nailed a good shot yep. because the conditions yep. were just great. But yep. that's where, you know, what you're saying before about, you know, learning and practicing. That's the moments where you think, yeah, I'm really glad I actually went through 12 rolls of film yeah. You know, when I was a bit younger and only got 10 shots out of them that I liked. Yeah. And I went back and tried and tried again because Ooh. they're the moments where you can just pull up and, and get a shot.
0: Okay. So all here's a here's a bold statement for you, Cam. You're gonna be controversial. No. All great <sighs> landscape photos are um they are opportunity combined with preparation.
1: That's
0: it in yep. a nutshell. Yep.
1: You know, what they, what that's... percentage? What percentage is each one?
0: Fifty fifty. Straight up the middle. See, see, I it, it I, I, I,
1: I think that's a fantastic statement, but I would say that opportunity is 75% of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose when I you look th- at it that way, yeah, you're probably because, right, but you can't have one without the other. So you, you you've got one, you get presented with a great photo. If yep. you've been, okay. So let's say for example, the, the photo that you're talking about with the road, um, yep. which is probably still in the middle of the screen, but anyway, I haven't got rid of it yet, but um. <laughs> Thanks, that man. photo that photo there let's say so you take it and yep. then you get an absolute beginner have a crack at that scene yeah I mean I think it goes without saying that you're going to get the better photo right
1: possibly yeah I think yeah. but then again I've I've seen people take shots that are just like wow okay that's like just pure luck because the moment was there and, and you see them on Instagram a fair bit yeah. where yeah the, that happens the, sure but your the, strike the moment rate is the, way higher than
0: someone who hasn't Spent yeah. thirty years behind a camera.
1: Yeah, but that, that's the same with everything, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, no. it is. It, it is. But
1: I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't par anywhere near as many golf holes as you do these days.
0: See, and this is the thing. And and I always compare golf
1: to <laughs> <You> photography
0: <do. laughs> because I'm a nutbag and I'm a golf tragic. But yeah. what do you know? The more I go to the driving range, the more rounds of golf I play. What yeah. happens? My handicap comes down. You, know, you and, and yeah, exactly, and it's a, yep. exactly the same with photography. There ain't no free passes in photography. There is, you, you've no. got to get your camera out and and compose things. And even if that is the old bowl of fruit, and yep. you know, on a table, and and making compositions like that, yeah, it just yep. it helps. It all helps, folks. You've really got to, you know, and I've said this a hundred times: get your camera out on a Sunday and walk to your nearest park if you're in suburbia yep. or yep. go to the beach or go somewhere close by. It doesn't matter. Yep. You know, It doesn't even matter if you don't take the bloody photo, look through the viewfinder and see what I, it does. I,
1: I would hope that people, and I, I do know for a fact that a lot of people listen to this on their car on the way to work or on the way home from work or when they're out for a walk, which is awesome. We're in your head while you're out there in nature or, or looking at stuff, but I can guarantee you that, almost everyone who's listening to this, who's driving along is now looking at compositions as they're driving along 100%. or walk or walking along. they will be like, Oh, that looks pretty cool. Look at that road running there. Or Hey, look at that tree. It sort of bends and goes that way. You naturally do see composition. I think it's a bit like the matrix. You've just got to be able to see the actual composition amongst all the other jargon. And yeah. there's compositions everywhere you go. Um, yeah. And I find now that it's a bit like I've spoken in other episodes about the weather repeating itself and things like that. Compositions repeat themselves. So yeah. You know that jetty where you are, you could you could pull that composition out at every other jetty in Australia, and no and make it work. Question. You might you might you might tweak it a little bit. Um, so look at those shots, and and also if you're researching where you're going to go on holidays or where you're going to shoot, you know Instagram's great for that for like an image library to have a look at. Go and have a look at what people have sort of done with their compositions, and try and think, okay, that, that's what I'm sort of going to look for when I go there. And you know, again, it comes back to that preparation and timing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no. so if you've got any questions
0: about composition we we want to hear them so you can leave a comment below um, uh, whether whatever platform you're on you can just message us and um, I'm really curious to know uh, what what you've learned about composition on your journey uh, and whether you've got some of your own tips or tricks that you'd like to share yeah. with our community because it's a, we're all learning. Um, you know, every time I take the camera out, I will learn something new. guaranteed. Yep. I'll. I'll, yep. I'll pick up a new way to to shoot or a a new technique or I'll, I'll I'll try something new. So I'm always keen to to know to learn what you guys know as well. Um, I
1: I I learned something on the weekend. I had my OM day um, up to Mount Field and out to the southwest, and because everyone just borrows the cameras, and there was a couple of OM ones and an EM one Mark III and a few others. I picked up the lowest quality of the cameras or I guess the lower range of camera and put in, put on one of the lenses I've never used before. It was a 17 mil pancake lens. Yep. Never used it before, barely ever used the camera. It's 16 megapixel, whatever. And I went to Mount Field, which I've been to a thousand times. And I reckon I got some of the better photos of that region on that camera and that lens and came back and I looked at them on the screen. I zoomed in, I went, that's impressive, it's sharp, it's nice colour, it really looks good. I learned again, this is what it just keeps drilling down to me, that gear is not a huge percentage of what you're going to produce out of a photograph. it's, It's a tool to help you capture exactly what we've been talking about with compositions and lights and moments and stuff like that. I don't think camera gear really has much sway on how good your photos are going to be or not going to be. I think it comes down to, you know, if you gave Tiger Woods a set of Kmart golf clubs versus a ten thousand dollar pair of golf clubs, I think he'd still go around under par,
0: yeah, he definitely would.
1: Um, yeah. but I, yeah, this this camera and lens, I'm like, this is a great little combination, yeah. Um, you know, I might just take no, it out I, a few I, more. I times.
0: say that to customers all the time when they're looking to buy an SLR, it's like, yeah, I'm looking at the Sony a7R4 or whatever it's bloody called, and it's
1: this week, it's, it'll be a new one next week,
0: it's six thousand dollars,
1: <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, and it's like, okay, why? 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 What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah, <laughs> you know it's, yeah.
0: It's, it's 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 yeah. It's never how much money you put into your gear.
1: Again, there's no shortcuts. Yeah.
0: You, you You. yeah You know, pick up pick up a thousand dollar camera and start taking photos.
1: Yeah. Well, that that like I said, that camera was uh, it was an EM10 yep. Mark II, I think, and it was a 17 mil. Together, it's about a fifteen hundred dollar camera kit, I think. Yep. If I that. have
0: a, I have recorded a YouTube review on the EM10.
1: Have link you? you link in description. Link. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but I'll, it's a, I'll it's a great really... camera.
0: You know what I love about the EM10? It has really chunky dials. Yeah, yeah, dials, dials are yeah. big, and the it's the old school dials, are aren't they? Big. They are, and it looks gross. Yeah. I love the. Um... It's like
1: it's almost like they pulled the dials off the OM1 film camera. Absolutely. We, oh shit! We've got a few of them left over. Yeah, yeah. This one.
0: they made them. They're quite tall. I, agree, I, I yeah, really I like are. that. I like that yeah. camera. I think it's a it's a under, well, underrated if, Olympus camera. If
1: if anyone is looking to get into photography at an entry level, and wants to do landscape, I would highly recommend that camera. If you're on a budget, sweet, get it. Um, it was like I said, the 17 mil pancake lens was good. Yeah. The other one I used, which is really cool, was the 12 to 200. And this is not this is not an OM plug. This this is across the board, as I think this is all lenses would be similar quality. No, this is the the stock standard entry level, whatever it was. It's nice. a twelve to two hundred. It's not a it's not a pro lens. Yeah. And I was so that's a four hundred mil equivalent. I was taking photos of snow top mountains, and I actually had a really good time using these cameras and lenses that I never used really before. I know how they work. I know what features they have, but I usually don't use them when I go out. So. Yeah. if you're looking for a new camera or you're really starting to get into this don't think you've got to drop thousands of dollars because nope. you don't well, as much all as companies,
0: all companies make really good quality entry-level yeah. cameras yeah. the entry-level now compared to entry-level 10 years ago oh mate,
1: yeah.
0: It's, yeah it's chalk and cheese like they're so good now
1: well it's the same it's like you know look at cars you know you look at a you know, entry level Hyundai 10 years ago now. Yeah. Well, like they got sat nav, they got this, they got that, they got reverse cameras, they got oh, heaps right. of stuff.
0: Yeah, no, and, and all these new EVs that are coming out, fantastic. These are awesome. Um cool. Okay, cool. so that's uh that's our, our main topic ticked off. I think we've we've talked a lot about composition there. So again, if you've got any questions, please put them below. Also, if you have a question for our Dear Cam segment. We want to hear uh, something yes. from you as well. We can get yes. one this week, basically. So that's why we're asking. I don't
1: think I don't think we got one. We might I might have missed it, but uh, we wouldn't have, Cam. We're so professional here.
0: <laughs> um, yes. So True. what? Did, let's have a look ahead. What have you got coming up this week, Cam?
1: Uh, so by the time this comes out, I'll be at Cradle Mountain on Friday. Um, so I'll be up there from Friday through to Tuesday, running a workshop with half a dozen people, just under uh fingers crossed we get some snow and a bit of this stuff behind us um that would be nice uh i think it's going to be a bit wet in the forest though that's fine uh, that's cool but uh so i've got that coming up then i've got another east coast trip coming up but what i wanted to do i have a bit of an exclusive announcement because this is coming out on friday i assume um uh, correct. so I, I touched on it an episode ago or so uh about a new sort of series of workshops and tours i'm going to do so I'm going to roll out the very first one of this, which is part of the new world heritage tours I'm doing. So around Australia there's a heap of natural world heritage areas, uh, which I've been scouting for the last few months. Um, we're going to set up a series of tours around Australia, um, visiting as many of these regions as we can over the next few years and, you know, rinse and repeat every few years. But the first one's going to be of course, Tassie, the Tasmanian wilderness area, which is a world heritage area. Uh, so it's going to be running from, I'll get all the dates up on my other little computer here because we're, professional here we are um so it's going to be from march 18th to 24th next year so it's about seven eight months nine months away just before you go walking on the overland track um and what we're going to do we're going to visit um all these different national parks in tassie that make up the world heritage area so we're going to do cool things like we're going to do a helicopter flight over here cradle mountain so that's really cool we're going to do a gordon river cruise so we're going to cruise up the gordon river which is into the heart of the world heritage area and we're also going to take a day trip flight down into the southwest Malaluka, which is an incredible trip. So we're going to fly down there for the day as well. So six nights, we're going to do a bit of a lap around the World Heritage Area, go see all these amazing sites, stop at all the national parks, waterfalls, animals, views, mountains, you name it. So that'll be on the website, uh, at my website, www.tasphoto.com.au. It should be up there by probably Wednesday, Thursday night. Um, but have a look at it. There's only six places, and I have a feeling these World Heritage Tours are going to probably fill up pretty quick. Yeah, um, they, sound, they sound very special. That's awesome. Um, and a couple after that, we'll probably roll into um, Kakadu next year, and we're going to also roll into the Gondwana forests of southeast Queensland, and then we're going to tweak around and see where else we go in 2024. So keep an eye on that very cool i love it i love the sound of all of that thank you for letting me plug that on my own show (laughs) that's fine i don't mind this is this is is our show mate Um, yeah that's it we run we run this not the other people
0: that's right uh personally um i've again still getting into the groove of the new store which has again been absolutely awesome the feedback has been brilliant um, sales are up which is always uh, an advantage a, a plus of uh, what, what we kind of hoped would happen when we moved to a new shop yeah,
1: yeah
0: um, so yeah. so working that um, we're actually now trading seven days a week so we have we're going to be open this coming sunday as well cool. which is no very exciting uh i have staff um, <laughs> take can i ask a question
1: following. can i ask a question about your increase in sales which is awesome yes, uh, is it an increase in print sales or frame yes. sales or everything uh, uh, across the printing board?
0: And, printing and framing has, has jumped. Um, yep. and, and purely what that comes down to, Cam, is visibility. Uh, you yep. know, uh, having been in Ocean Yeah, I know exactly um, where you uh, were, yeah. My, my yep. other shop was starting to get a bit off Broadway and a bit tucked away yeah. because there was no foot traffic coming through. So um, where I relocated to... I've since found out is pretty much the highest foot traffic area in Ocean Grove. So it's um, it's, it's just purely visibility. And when, when people yeah. see you in the flesh and I'm not talking websites and social media, I'm talking about physically see the store. There's, there's yeah. been a lot of people walk and I've seen them, they walk past, they stop yeah. they sort of lean, it's going in. And then they come in and they're like, yeah. wow, look at these great photos. Oh, how long have you yeah. been in? This? It's like, yeah, I've been in Ocean Grove for 10 years, nearly, you know, running this thing, but we've got, so that are seeing me now.
1: So in, in your interaction with your customers, have they said exactly that? Have they said, oh, I didn't even know we had a camera shop down here? Or yeah. is it that, oh, I, I think I came in once a few years ago, but I don't go over there as much? Or
0: Yeah, so there's a few. So having been in business in Ocean Grove for as long as I have, um, I've got a great client base. Um, I've got people yeah. who are absolute regulars and they print sometimes, some of them print weekly, like they're in there printing their photos from their phones awesome. or their memory cards and that sort of stuff. But they are printing and that, that's what I love. Um, yeah. But in the last two three years, thanks to COVID, we've had a population explosion on the Bellarine. Yeah. So Ocean Grove itself has had two and a half thousand new people in the last two years, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, so houses that used to be holiday houses aren't holiday houses anymore. They're yeah, actual they're houses. With, yeah, that's right. They're filled with people. So yeah,
1: um,
0: you know, we've had we've had a couple of people like. Oh, this is new. This is great. And actually, one guy came in and he said, "Oh, you've decided to open here. You've got the shop in Torquay."
1: Oh, really? <laughs> so he had to sort of yeah, ask about, funny. but that's okay. That's yeah, fine. Right. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but and of right, course, it's, it's every great. single, every single one of these people coming in is getting the show plugged to them that you know they, don't forget. I'm on a podcast about photography, I, and
0: I think I mentioned the show at least once a day to someone.
1: At, like, once. You know, someone, what do you mean just once a day? Someone
0: who's keen on photography. On. Uh, actually had a guy in today. He said, "Oh, I saw your your um." Your, your podcast the other day, I'm up to episode two.
1: <laughs> oh, good. So, you know, you should so, have, a, have you got screens in there? You should have a, like an episode just running in the background. I
0: have, I have done this. I have had, uh, particularly the Talkie store, I put on a loop. Yeah. And uh, I, it's funny, I put on a loop and then, you know, just wait for the reaction. It's like,
1: yeah, Is it,
0: hey, yeah. that's you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I had a customer on the weekend at the, at the OM day. Uh, and I think she was from, you know, this OM day I did on the other day, I had like just one or two Tasmanians. The rest of them flew in from the mainland to come and do a weekend in Tassie, which I thought was awesome. awesome. So thank you to you guys. But one of them said, oh, can we listen to your podcast on the bus on the way home? I went, I don't know. I think I don't know if I can listen to myself. (laughs) Yeah, it is a little bit. I was thinking if I could put my own headphones on and listen to my music while you guys listen to that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but make sure guys that are listening and watching, share it with your friends. If you've got photography friends or, you know, photography camera club or, you're on a big group on Facebook. Just share this show in there. Like we're getting some really good following, and it looks like it's building a bit more. So we'd love to get our crazy ideas out to everyone else as well. Absolutely,
0: very good. All right. Well, cool. that uh, sums up the episode. So thank you for yeah. tuning in to episode 48 of the Down South Photo Show. Um, we will see you. We're on a roll now. We'll see you probably next week. For yeah. Four,
1: let me let me check that because. <laughs>
0: I think uh, we well, I think we're on a
1: roll. I think I don't yeah, no, <laughs> right. I can I can I can do next week one day so I can do we'll work uh, almost this time, time next week we'll work perfect, it out but perfect. um we will. yeah.
0: All right guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Bye.
1: Her- <laughs>